Even for the Hobfield, this was excessive, to say the least. It smacked of something different. Extreme. But hadn't the shooting in the spring been extreme, too? God help them if this had anything to do with that. Caladine had been trying to keep order on the Hobfield for most of his working life. It was a poisonous place, full of kids with no ambition and precious few prospects. He dreaded the day when one of them would rise up and shake a serious fist at the police. He dreaded the rise of some real hard case, some radical new gang leader who'd flout all the unwritten rules by which they operated. Not that there were many to flout. He couldn't think who that might be. He knew most of the usual troublemakers. Was this someone new, reaching for the crown? His sergeant voiced his thoughts. Could be linked to the shooting. She was well aware that this would be uppermost on his mind. If it is, then it could give us a break. Heaven knows we need it. Not this sort of break we don't. Had he sounded too abrupt? It's too soon to jump to conclusions, Ruth. It could be anything. But if it is connected, some sort of retribution, then it could blow the case wide open. But then again, if it's not... In the ensuing silence, a shudder slid down his spine. Neither option was good. Retribution meant that someone on the Hobfield was one step ahead of him. On the other hand, a takeover or a war over territory were equally as bad. Both had the possibility to escalate beyond what the local police could deal with. We need to get this wrapped up and quick. It will ripple through the gangs and give them no end of ideas if we don't sort it fast. It's possible that whoever carried out this latest atrocity has just found out who's responsible for that boy's death and decided to sort it himself, Ruth said. Caladine wasn't surprised that Ruth had considered this. She was a good detective but it didn't make him like the idea any better. If one of the scrotes on the estate had cracked the case, then why hadn't he? It had been a while since the kid had been killed, and the trail had gone cold. He'd been shot dead one dark night, his young life snuffed out by a single bullet at close range. Surprisingly, there had only ever been a small amount of gun crime on the estate, so this had made everyone jittery. With most of the summer to mull it over, the police had it down as a takeover gone wrong. Caladine didn't believe it. The kid was not a gang member for a start. The entire thing bothered him. It had been too clean. There was no evidence, nothing left at the scene. Was that just pure luck for whoever had carried out the murder? Or was it something more sinister? Unusually for the Hobfield, the victim, Richard Pope, had seemed like a good kid. So why had someone wanted him dead? The questions wouldn't go away. Why had he been a target? He had a fairly innocuous background. He didn't get into too much trouble. He just didn't stand out. Caladine could think of far worthier candidates for murder. It galled him that weeks down the line they were no nearer to finding a solution. No one had seen anything, of course, and no one could offer anything helpful about the dead kid either. The team had put everything they had into the investigation, and six months later they still had a big fat nothing. No witnesses and no forensics, apart from the bullet. Their failure depressed and annoyed Caladine. As for the Hobfield estate, it was weird, but there had been a kind of unholy peace among the different factions all summer. It hadn't felt right. He had to find out what was going on and fast. Ruth's suggestion that someone had achieved what he hadn't been able to and had now exacted revenge made him shudder. Okay, Ruth. I'm not far away. Where are you now? I'm on the edge of the common, just off the circle road, sir. 
I've got the area cordoned off, but I'm trying not to attract too much attention. But look, any onlookers will shrug it off as just another burnt-out car. She gave a sardonic laugh. Doc Hoyle has been and gone. He's taken the bag and fingers to the mortuary. I've told Julian, so forensics will be examining the bag. D.S. Ruth Bayliss walked away from the rest of the group. Socko are combing through everything, doing a fingertip search of the immediate area, and I've got Dodgy knocking on doors along Circle Road. Dodgy was Detective Constable Michael Dodgson, the latest recruit to the team. I got here before anything was touched, she told Caladine. The bag was just lying there on the swing. Whoever left it sure as hell wanted it found, and talked about. We have to stop that, for now at least. Have a word with the jogger. I don't want the press to get wind of this. Already sorted, sir. Turns out he's a solicitor, so he understands why he should keep his mouth shut. I'll get his statement. Did he see anything? Anyone else hanging around?